We are live, Mike McCurry live number 28 after a little bit of a hi hiatus. Uh, it's been three weeks or a month. We had missions conference at our church with Apolly. Had, of course, Easter Resurrection Sunday. Right. Um, wife's health and some different things. We pray and for her and appreciate that very much. And uh, so, but we're back. That's and great. We're back in a very interesting locale. Locale. <laughs> um, it's not. I, I did one episode that I kind of subtitled Mike McCurry eats as well. Yes. Went to a restaurant. And we already ate. So if one of us falls asleep during this, uh, it's because we had a lot of brisket. You got brisket. <laughs> Too I got much brisket. barbecue today. Peach cobbler That's was right. excellent. That's We're at Mission right. Barbecue. Don't tell right them everything. I, I, know, I know. I know. You had collard greens. I did not have yeah, collard greens. I was trying to be good. I just had another half pound of other foxes pulled pork and be dumped yeah, on my right. plate. Uh, but we're at Mission Barbecue right now. Too long of a story. Too great of a story to, to fit in this time frame and still interview for the poly. But maybe just real quick why we're in the area sure. and then just a quick story about what just happened here yeah. a few minutes ago and then we'll, then we'll get into your background. Well, we're here because of a God Bless America rally mm -hmm. in Canton, Akron area and the Lord's blessing. Oh, we're seeing numbers of people come to the Lord and uh, God's people are stirred up about getting the gospel out, which is thrilling. And every day we've been doing a little noon lunch and update mm -hmm. online and uh, Mike has been helping us with that, doing a great job. But today was very special mm -hmm. because the regional manager for Mission Barbecue was here today. And uh, one, I think you actually engaged him first in conversation, just talking to him. And I uh, found out we had a mutual connection from West Virginia. He and I started talking a little bit. And he was just so wide open to the gospel. And in a matter of a few moments, we had the joy of sharing Christ with him. And just a few feet from where we're seated right now, he bowed his head Ask the Lord Jesus to be his personal Savior. So Amen. It was worth coming to Canton just exactly. for that. You know? well, and just the little things that we had planned on doing this noonday broadcast. Right. And yesterday we were sitting around talking, to where should we do tomorrow? We talked about, should we do a different restaurant, something like that. And nothing really felt solid. Nothing, nothing came to be. And we ended up back here. It was partly because the food's really good, That's too. That's right. But it was obviously, divine appointment. Obviously, of the Lord, but brother, 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 brother Freddie said, um, uh, "You know, uh, I knew we were supposed to be here." And I said, don't, don't, don't "Your carnal reasoning for the, <laughs> that right. brisket was not is not why." But, but Paul, I greatly appreciate you doing this. Now, oh, I'm happy to do it. To be honest, prior to to your name getting mentioned to preach the, the rally, and that was kind of right when we were onboarding. Yes. That we, we were not technically part of the, the founding churches for this rally here in the Stark County, Canton, Ohio area. I, I don't know that I heard your name more than once or twice, which is amazing how, how big yes. the world is, but it's small the Baptist world is to some degree. Um, but give folks that may have no idea, like me a couple of months ago, kind of your background, what brought you to this point and why you're preaching at a God Bless America rally, all that. Well, I grew up in the mountains of West Virginia, um, in Beckley, southern West Virginia. And um, as a five-year-old boy, a lady shared the gospel with me. I trusted Christ as my personal mm -hmm. Savior. Um, I went through a, a season of doubt later in life, like many people do, and God led me to real Bible assurance and the sufficiency of Christ brought peace. But I had great parents, have great parents, they love God, happy Christians, um, faithful people to church, always had my sister and I there. But I would say the greatest thing about my family is that mom and dad were happy Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we had rules, don't sure. get me wrong. Sure. but. Some people have this idea that, that holiness and happiness are mutually exclusive. You right. can't have both. Right. And so uh, my parents just always exhibited uh, the joy of the Lord. We really, I mean, uh, this sounds like brainwashing, but we enjoyed going to church. You know, Amen. we thought it was a great thing. Amen. And so I grew up around that. When I was 12, God called me to preach uh, just a few days before my 13th birthday. 
started preaching as a young man. God then led me to Crown College. Um, I met my wife there. We've been married almost 22 years now. And God's blessed us with three beautiful children. They all look like their mother. Praise Jesus for that. Um, but I thought when I finished college, I would go out, pastor church. Thought maybe I'd go back home and serve alongside my dad. Uh, but instead, the Lord led for me to stay there. And I ended up staying on staff with um, Dr. Clarence Sexton for 18 and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I served uh, with him in the church, assisting him in the church. And then I served in different capacities for the last several years in Crown College as Vice President of Administration. During that time, and of course, what a great season of ministry. Great opportunity. Pastor Sexton invested so much in my life. And during that time, God was just working in me the gospel, revival, passion for our generation. And I knew that there was a step of faith I was supposed to take uh, to go into evangelistic work and hmm. give myself to do, do sure. that. Already engaged in it in right. some ways, but to really concentrate on it. And so uh, in December of 2015, I uh, finished my work there and went into evangelistic work. And it's been quite an adventure. It's the adventure Amen. of faith. And uh, Brother Fox, of course, who coordinates these God Bless America rallies. He and I have been friends for a long time and have a mutual desire to see cities impacted for Christ and communities and encourage churches and help pastors. And so he's asked if I would come alongside and help. Uh, he does such a great job administrating these rallies and working out all the details. And primarily my role is to come in and preach the gospel and try to uh, just place the emphasis on Christ in the meetings. And so I'm enjoying that very much. And uh, travel all the time. Uh, my wife, Tammy, and our three children, our oldest daughter's in college at Crown. Mm -hmm. And then we have a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old, two girls and a boy. Uh, they've been so supportive. They're with me uh, frequently in meetings uh, during the school year and then a lot more during the summer. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just we're enjoying serving the Lord together. Amen. Well, just to go back, something that jumped out at me, I try to keep the editorials to a minimum because really, I mean, it's Mike McCurry Life with whoever I'm and sure. Scott Pauley today. But you mentioned you had a happy, happy parents, happy Christians. Yes. And I feel like there's so many times, for, and I, I can echo that from my family. I know I'm blessed by that. Many people don't have the testimony yes. of even grow up, growing up in church. But there was nothing better that happened in the week than going to church. I enjoy amusement parks. I enjoy that type of stuff. But um, I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to you know shooting and hunting and all those type of things. But right. the best thing that happens in the week should be church. And if <laughs> it's not... You're, you're, you are setting your children up for possible failure. It's, it's hard to I believe that. You know, I, I've got a real burden for young people. I've mm -hmm. spent a lot of time. Uh, I served as a youth director and been working with college-age students and sure. lots of youth meetings. So I've got a real burden for that and for my own children. You know, it's different right. when you have teenagers of your own. Yeah, I'm not there uh, yet, but yeah. I can only imagine. It will happen quickly. <laughs> and uh, I think one of the, my burdens is... We need a generation of young people to realize that serving Christ is the most wonderful, fulfilling thing on earth. Um, and I think sometimes older people can speak in such a way that it, it we speak in unbelief mm -hmm. instead of in faith. And we talk about how bad the world is. You know, I jokingly say everybody's favorite verse now is evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Right. Well, that's true. Sure. But God never said that his power would wax less and less. Right. And so I think there's got to be a return to the joy of the Lord is our strength. As a matter of fact, I've thought of that this week in this rally because this is an exhausting type meeting. Sure, I mean, sure. lots of labor, lots right. of prayer, lots of energy and intensity. Yes, 
uh, and spiritual warfare. Yes, sir. And the Lord brought that verse to my mind, the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. Yes, sir. If you can keep your heart happy in the Lord, you can deal with anything. Yes, sir. That's why the great preacher George Mueller said the first thing he had to do every morning when he got out of bed was get his heart happy in Jesus. Hmm. I love that. Hmm. And he had learned the great secret that the, the strength grows out of the joy and the joy grows out of being in God's presence. So joy is not the goal, it's the byproduct. Right. The goal is to be with the Lord, to enjoy His presence. Mm. And then His presence gives the sustaining joy. Wow. My favorite book of the Bible is the book of Philippians. Okay. And I've tried to make that a, a real hallmark of the ministry God has given us everywhere. I talk a lot about enjoying the journey. Right. And that's, that's purposeful because I want folks to know Things are difficult. People have their hurts. Yes, sir. There are people listening and watching now, no doubt, heartbroken, dealing with great burdens. But keep your heart happy in the Lord, Amen. and God will give you the strength to deal with whatever you're dealing with. Now, we'll get to talking about your podcast in just a moment, but the first time I did ever hear you preach was at Community Baptist Temple's men's uh, retreat or fellowship, yes. whatever they called that, Brother Sam Davidson, and both of you gentlemen did a great job. You talked about, and it wasn't it wasn't just a quick aside. It was kind of part of the main themes. But you talked about coming out of the wilderness time. Sometimes it's easy when you're coming off these spiritual highs. Yes. And for you, uh, it's it's how you handle the wilderness times is when you really figure out what what you're made of, what the what your Christianity is made of. So for you, in seeing so many places, and 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 yourself personally, you get, have the opportunity to preach and preach alongside some great men, and God moves so so many different times. As evidenced by like people who can say like Dave and these people, how how do you find the the, the, the it sounds sad to say the strength, but it seems like the devil always attacks right oh, yeah. after. So I can only imagine the amount of people that will slip and fall, as the song says, on Monday after this yes. GBA rally and all those things. What would be your advice to me to all these people that? This was so great. Sunday was awesome. We had visitors, and Monday comes. We're not we're not trying to be bad Christians, but exactly. What, what's your advice well? You know, for? there's an ebb and flow, sure, in in life mm -hmm. and in work. And one thing I've had to learn, you know, I'm running out of one meeting into another, into another, into right. another. There have to be times. There are going to be down times. There are mm -hmm. going to be times of uh, stillness. And I think one of the dangers is sometimes we let the activity substitute for the spirituality. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we've been really busy and we've seen good things happen. But obviously you can't sustain that pace every right. day. Right. And there are going to be down days that you can't even explain why it's down. But it may be that those are the greatest times in the Christian life. Mm -hmm. Because those are the times when you really you have nothing but the Lord and you're drawing very near to God. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would answer your question this way, Micah. Something God's been teaching me over the last year, year and a half, in an intensified way. If you had asked me 10 years ago, do I believe this? I'd have said yes, but I don't think I would have understood exactly sure. what I meant by that. Mm -hmm. And that is that my first work is worship. And it is the one thing I can do when I can do nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I think if we went back, see, even when I say the word worship, immediately people go to church in their sure, mind. Sure. That's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm talking about personal worship. Mm -hmm. You know, worship's not a group sport. It's the individual heart attitude towards God. Yes, sir. So I think if we could go back to just personal worship, mm -hmm. entering the presence of God, enjoying Him, God inhabits the praises of His people, mm -hmm. enter into His gates of thanksgiving, into His courts of praise. Just talking to the Lord, loving the Lord, communing with the Lord, that out of that, 
you, you live and you labor out of the overflow of that. Hmm. So even on the days when I don't feel good, let me just be honest, there are days I don't feel like preaching. Sure. There are days I don't feel like witnessing. There are days I don't feel like praying. Right. But if I can, uh, permit me to say this, press into the presence of God. Sure. And I believe the invitation is open by the right. Lord, but you understand what I mean. Sometimes you've got to right. choose against yourself, your flesh right. doesn't right. really want to do that. So I can choose to enter in and begin to worship the Lord. Oftentimes I find that the refreshing follows them. And uh, eventually the emotions catch up with the will. Right. You know, right. but too often we're riding our emotions. Right. Right. I don't feel like worshiping. You know? a, a friend of mine, a missionary, Spencer Smith, uh, to Kenya, uh, tweeted something out. I don't know if it was of his own uh, devotional time with God or if he read it somewhere, but he talked about the word needful was only used one time in the Bible. And if I recall correctly, Jesus talking about Mary. One thing. She took the needful part. Yes. While Martha was laboring and working, it might have been useful, yes. but it wasn't needful. Yes. And so you're, 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 what you're saying is so, rings so true in light of that, that so oftentimes we, we're doing useful things. They're not bad things. Absolutely. But the needful thing gets neglected, such as just sitting down and worshiping. And, and I thought, I'm a sports guy, I enjoy sports. You were all about the team, but the body of Christ, our church, but um, Christianity is, is a sport game that God keeps individual stats. Yeah. It's about you. You're going to stand before God for you and me for me and, and no one else. And a lot of times we were trying to lift the average up, but we, if we, we neglect, yeah. One thing that's being lost in our generation is an emphasis on prayer and stillness before God. We are so busy. And sometimes we think we just keep adding something, eventually we'll find the secret. Sure. And people are so distracted. I'm talking about Christian people, God's people, God's workers that there's very little uh, alone time with the Lord, uh, time to meditate in Scripture. Uh, even those of us who study oftentimes don't meditate. Sure. That's a, that's a real loss. Right. And if you study Scripture, the men that God used, He sent them into their deserts. Hmm. And He sent Moses to the backside of the desert of Midian. He needed it. Sure. Um, you know, Paul goes into the desert of Arabia. Nobody talks much about that. Hmm. I mean, everybody wants to go directly from the Damascus Road to him standing up and preaching on Mars Hill, you know. Right, right. It didn't happen. He goes into the desert of Arabia and is with God alone. The Lord Jesus goes to a 40-day wilderness season. And uh, we say, period of temptation, yes. But I also believe there was great communion with the Father in that. And, uh, and the angels come and minister to him. You know what I mean? Right. There, there has to be those times where it's just you and God. Right. Amen. And we'll talk about your podcast here for just a moment. One thing I will say, and uh, I, I told Brother Paul, one of the reasons I, I like to do this podcast is because I want to talk to people I'm passionate about. Um, I know I always get something out of them. Um, but one of the reasons I specifically want to talk to you, and you're your preacher, you're an evangelist, you have, you have ministry experience, and we could talk about all those things. But what happened today with Mr. Dave, um, Though you're going to, about going to preach to possibly a thousand plus people a night, God willing, we pray for that. Sure. But you took the time, and this is not to pat you on the back, but you took the time to talk to one, just, just Dave today. If today it was, if nobody gets saved at, in the service tonight, right. somebody already got but, saved. Yeah, today. And it was you, worth you had a part, Absolutely. Yeah, well, let me t tell you a personal thing about sure. that. You know, I preached uh, Wednesday night here to the believers mm -hmm. in the prayer rally about bringing one to Jesus. You know, how do you reach a city? Mark chapter 1, the whole city was gathered at the door. Read the previous verse, they were bringing individuals. Right. So to reach a city, you reach individuals. 
Lots of people committed to bring one. Mm -hmm. I prayed that God would give me one this week. Mm -hmm. And I told Dave this a moment ago, and I hadn't shared this with anybody else, but in my, my journal that I write in every day, I had written a list of things I was praying for for this meeting. And one of the things on my list, and I prayed for it this morning before I left the hotel room, is that sometime while I was here preaching for these nights, I'd have the joy of leading one to the Lord. So I told Dave, I said, you're the answer to my prayer. And of course that thrilled him. Right. But it thrilled me because look, and I'm grateful to get the opportunity to preach anywhere, but I feel like preaching the gospel to one man is just as important as preaching the gospel to hundreds of people. Amen. And um, I think the danger with all of us is we can get professional. And I'm, I'm speaking for myself. We can get mechanical and we can start going through the motions and we can even excuse the use of such a terrible word, perform yes, sir. on a platform. Yes, sir. But God is looking at heart. Yes, sir. And um, pray for me. You know, I want to keep a heart for souls. Yes, sir. And not just for sermons. Right. Well, and, and I, in talking and sitting here and enjoying, uh, something for the future maybe a friend of mine suggested, I hadn't thought about it, I'd love to do almost like a round table. Now we're sitting at a square table today, but a round table of... Now, I, I said, I, I told the man, a young man, uh, a little older than me, I said, I wouldn't, if I hosted, I wouldn't really be doing much talking. Just, you know, hey, brother, you just talk for a little while, and you talk for some older saints yeah. of God. Um, but in talking, just listening, trying to do it, just listening, you and Brother Fox, we were going over some of the details for tonight, some different things with the flag and the national anthem, some things, and being very professional, doing things to the utmost, decently and in order. But five minutes before that, Dave trusted Christ. So we're, we're not losing. I, I feel a lot of folks, they, they and, and I, part of this podcast, the passion I have for it is, there's a lot of young men my age yeah. that feel like you have, you, you can either be one or the other. You, you right. can't be all about souls and be professional. Yes. You can't be professional and really actually care about the personal work. And I feel like that's such a failure. And, and you, you have a you have a podcast. You're using the tools of our generation. Mm -hmm. And talk, talk to us about how that kind of came to be. Sure. Let me, let me make a comment about sure, what you're please. saying. Um, you know, my pastor always wanted excellence. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, maybe a better word is obedience to the Lord, you sure, know. Sure. It's not about excelling somebody else. Right, it's about right. doing our best for Christ. Mm -hmm. So I, I really believe that. I don't think it's it's one or the other. It's both. Yes, sir. Um, as far as the podcast, you know, it's funny. The things you plan often die. Right. The things God births live. Yes, sir. And so through the years, many things I thought, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then the Lord says, no, you're not. And it dead ends. Right. But when the Lord sets something in motion in his providence, oh, it's wonderful. Yes, sir. He breathes life for what he wants. Um, so a year ago in January, we started a podcast. Um, honestly, I must say that my expectations were probably low uh, because I thought, if a few people listen and encourages somebody, great. Uh, it all began in God's good time and way with a, a young lady who was a friend of our family who's a missionary in China. And she said, I'd like to listen to more of your messages, but she said they block so many Christian sites, sermon sites. But she said, a podcast, the technology is such that it can come through. Sure. Have you ever considered it? I'd never, I must tell you, I didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> she said it and I'm like, uh, no, I've never considered that. I don't know what that is. Um, but essentially, if you don't know, you're listening to one right now, but uh, it's just a radio program on demand, if right. you will. And so 
That's amazing the technology God's given us. And it's just another means to get the gospel out. About the same time, uh, a local radio station in our home area contacted me and said, we have a 10-minute slot open every morning from 7.50 to 8 hmm. during the commuter time. Would you like to have it? Well, I felt like I'm, I'm so um, running around in different parts of the country. Right. Do I have time to do this radio program? It was just like the Lord said, connect the two. Right. So what we decided to do was to do a 10-minute broadcast that could be done in a, in a format that could be used by any radio station, mm-hmm. traditional or internet, or as a podcast. And so we started. And again, in the providence of God, I probably would not have chosen 10 minutes. I would have, I would have done more, perhaps. Right. But what we found is the 10-minute podcast has been perfect for people um, when they're exercising, when they're getting ready, on a commute. Sure. Uh, I mean, I talk to young people who listen to it driving into school, guys who listen to it headed to work. Right. Um, it just, it, it was of the Lord. Yes, sir. And so uh, I chose the name Enjoying the Journey mm-hmm. because many years ago I heard a preacher say, I know I'm going to enjoy the destination, but I want to enjoy the journey. I thought that was great. Yes, I mean, we know heaven's going to be wonderful. What joy awaits us there. But there ought to be joy along the way by journeying with the Lord. So I started writing on a blog maybe seven years ago, and I called it Enjoying the Journey. Mm-hmm. So we just stayed with that emphasis. We called the podcast the same thing, Enjoying the Journey. And um, you can find the, the podcast uh, on Apple iTunes, mm-hmm. um, Google Podcast, right. any of those platforms. Um, we, we broadcast on Podbean mm-hmm. as our, our platform. Um, but the podcast and the blog articles, both, and all of our resources are available on our website, um, which is just my name. It's just scottpauley.org. Okay. And uh, my, my burden is I just want to get the Word of God out. Yes, sir. I just want to get the Word of God out to as many people as possible. And the Lord, uh, going back to the podcast, has, has blessed that and multiplied it beyond anything I could have imagined. Sure. And we're hearing from people all over the world. And I, I'll travel an area I've never been to before. And uh, a young lady passed me the other day, and she just said, enjoying the journey. Amen. <laughs> and I thought, that's wonderful. Amen. People are studying the Word of God with right. us. Right. The miracles of technology and just using them a little bit. Um, and I'm not going to keep you long because Brother Paul is going to be preaching tonight and tomorrow and leaving right after the service and, and getting back and um, and pray for for the poly pray for what we're doing here one of the beauties of of live is that it you're listening to it you watch on replay over the next 24 hours he still will not will not have preached tomorrow um, had we believe at least 160 people saved over the last little while here in the Canton area. Um, so pray for more. Pray for an increase. So we don't. You don't want to. You know, say, "Well, let's look for 200. Let's look for more than that." And fruit it, that it, remains. Exactly. Exactly. And, and yeah. you and Brother Fox just mentioned um, if on the uh, on the noonday mission report here, you can find on the God Bless America rally page that if God's movement and the Holy Spirit uh, stirring stops when you get on a plane. Right. Then we will have failed. That's right. It, yet we will not have failed the 160 people that were saved. Praise the Lord for that. But the goal, and Brother Corbin talked in a, kind of a private conversation, we were just talking amongst ourselves. The vision, the, the, the dream for the future is bus route started. Yeah. It is follow up, it's discipleship, all these things. And people, and we, we, we sent Dave's information to, to a pastor where, whereabouts he lives and, and to follow up with him. And that's the goal. That's right. And one of the last questions I always ask, you, you, you referenced it already, but if there was one thing you had to say, Massive billboard, or just to get off your chest is what I normally say. <laughs> it, it can be carnal, it can be serious, it doesn't matter. But what, what would it be for those that are listening to a young man my age, to people in general, what would it be? Give your life for something that counts for eternity. Um, look, we're going to live, we're going to die, or Jesus is going to come. 
And I think if eternity is stamped on a man's heart, he thinks different. He lives different. Um, you know, he sees people differently. He, he deals with circumstances differently because he's looking beyond this world and beyond today. Um, even like this rally that we're engaged in, it's wonderful. Now, I'm already, in my mind, I'm, I'm still engaged here, but I'm already praying towards the meeting that will start in South Georgia on Sunday. Right. You know, there's always another thing to do. But all of it is for one purpose. It is all for eternity. You ever line up a bunch of dominoes and knock one down and watch the chain reaction? Sure. Okay, when I come anywhere, any kind of meeting, that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will so touch it and use the Word and demonstrate the power of Christ that it will set much in motion that will continue long after I'm gone. People are not going to remember my sermons. Sure. That's okay. But if they have come to God, if they are thinking about eternity, uh, then the Lord can, can and will continue to work. As many of you said that, I think you know, it's so easy for us to see God's hand in, in, in uh, district manager here again, trust in Christ. You know, the fact that we just couldn't come to a decision, so we came back here to yeah. eat. But He works on a grander scale. Yes, and, and, and there's nothing grander than I'm soul getting saved. But thousands upon thousands could be just a moment away yes. just praying for that first domino to fall. What a great God we have. Amen. See, Amen. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. I mean, we're peons. But we're in the program of God. Amen. We're a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. And honestly, it's what makes it exciting. Yes, sir. And it's what stirs me. Um, and it makes me realize it's much bigger than me or anybody else. Yes, and so that's a, that's a great joy. Amen. Well, this has been Mike McCurry Live. I think I just realized we were talking for a moment there. Uh, I believe this is number 28. Uh, it's been a month. It's almost to go back and make sure I put the right title on this. If it's not, I apologize. But Mike McCurry Live, number 28, with Brother Scott Pauley. Thank you. Those of you that are listening and watching, especially those that are live or replaying within the next 24 hours or so, number one, please pray for the God Bless America rally happening. You can find so much more information at GodBlessAmericaRally.com. You can follow us. I even have the title right here on Instagram at God Bless America Rally. You can uh, watch live. Please, please, please consider watching live. With Fox, uh, with the Fox going to be moderating, but Paulie's going to be preaching. The choir was excellent, it's like, fantastic. Calvary Quartet singing. You're not going to want to miss it for. I, I again, the, the use of vulgar, not vulgar, but uh, the, the just the enjoyment factor of it. But but watch, and you, you mentioned even for those that are live streaming, be in prayer. Absolutely. Pray, pray. I mean, you know, hit that share button and pray that Facebook's algorithm just spreads it a little bit farther than it was supposed to. Uh, we we had I mentioned last night. Um, one of the gentlemen here in the air, a good Christian man, who works at an assisted living home, had 15 residents watching. And so it only counts as one right. view because it was one device, but and then just, just all these little things. Amen. And so I greatly appreciate the time. I've enjoyed very, it very, very much. much. God bless you. Lot appreciate of what you're doing. We will be back very soon with Mike McCurry Live number 29 at some point in the near future. Appreciate all those that have watched and followed along, and we'll talk to you.